Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. It is a great privilege to be able to be with you this morning and to share God's Word with you today. Uh, just a little bit of background on myself. My name is Malcolm Light, and um, I am married to Cindy. We will be celebrating 24 years this November. We have three children, Ben, Josiah, and Simone. Uh, our oldest, Ben, is going to be getting married in October. So, you know, my, what I'm talking about today in terms of transition is very relevant for us and what's going on in our lives and in their lives. But my family is not here with me today because um, my junior hire is also going up to Heartland this afternoon. And so they have a couple of things they needed to make sure that they get done before they uh, go. I am currently working as a hospice chaplain with Bristol Hospice. I've been working with them for several months now, and I'm out of the Visalia office, and I've been really, really enjoying that work, mainly because I find that, you know, my everybody's just dying to meet me when I am able to be with them. I know it's a bad joke. You have to have a little bit of levity in these kinds of situations, and really, really thankful for this opportunity to be able to serve in this way. In April, pardon me, in August, on August the 24th of this year, I will remember the 30th anniversary of Hurricane Andrew. And I'll remember that anniversary because I grew up in Miami. I was living in Miami on that uh, particular Sunday. It was a Sunday evening going into Monday when Hurricane Andrew came Onto shore, And if some of you might remember when that hurricane came onto shore in 1992, it was the largest disaster that had ever occurred in the United States at that point. I think it's only been eclipsed by Hurricane Katrina in 20, what was that, 20, 2005. And that was a, a tremendous time of transition in our lives. We, we had something that, that we were comfortable with, that we knew and that we could be, could be depended upon. And quite literally in five hours, everything changed. Everything changed. And if we go to the city of Miami now, even now, there is significant change, significant transition that has become a part of just the landscape around there. And I've been thinking about this word transition for quite some time. Because it seems like everything is in transition in some way. The whole world really is in some kind of transition. We have all been going through major transition just in the last two and a half years. COVID has really exposed to us that transition is everywhere. Because again, we were, we were in one place and we're not really going back to that but moving forward into something different, but we're, we're still not quite sure what that's going to be. It's a bit like, uh, it, it's a bit like going on a hike up in the mountains. And as you're going up the, the path, you can see that it's going to crest a hill. And I know for me that always makes my heart feel so good because I'm so winded that I'm going to get to the, the top of that hill and then it's going to flatten out only to get to the top of that hill and it curves and continues to go up. 
That's a bit of what, what things have been feeling like with COVID and with other kinds of transitions in our lives. Many of us are likely in transitions right now. How many of you graduated from high school or college just in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, couple. So you're, you've got transition on that. What's the next step? What am I going to be doing after that? Maybe you've recently transitioned out of a job, either by your own doing or by the doing of someone else. Or maybe you're transitioning into uh, living in a new city. I don't know, you know, like uh, Istanbul. I mean, there's all kinds of transitions that are going on in our lives all the time. I shared just a moment ago, my son is getting ready to transition into married life. And we keep telling him, Ben, this is the toughest job you'll ever love. It's actually not the army. It's this. I just heard that, that baby cry, and I love hearing babies cry. But that is a massive transition when a child comes into your life and into your family. There's transition all over us. You know, it is interesting. Some of the lingo that gets used in the hospice world is when somebody is approaching death, we talk about that as they are actively transitioning. I would think going into eternity is the ultimate transition. And you all as a church family, you all are collectively in transition as Pastor Brian and, and Becky heed the call of God to overseas work. And as Pastor Bruce has graciously come to be your interim pastor, where sometimes we speak of that as a transitional pastor. Transition, whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, whether we are prepared for it or not, transition is a fact of life. Now I'm using the word Transition, and I think it's important to define what we mean by that. And a transition is a change from one state or condition to another. For example, in our system of government, we will often talk about the peaceful transition of power. We talk about our kids transitioning from childhood to being teenagers to being adults. Transition is all around us, And it is experienced by us in a multitude of ways. So let me ask you this. How many of you like transition? Yeah, not many of us like it. Not many of us want to go through it. And I think that's because we all know intrinsically that transition is hard. Transitions transitions are hard because the reality is we cannot see the the outcome. We, we, we often are not able to control what's going to be coming as a result of that transition in our lives. Transitions are uncomfortable because transitions will frequently entail some kind of cost to us, a cost that we often don't want to pay. Transitions can be exceptionally challenging because they typically require great sacrifice. And it's usually both a personal and a corporate sacrifice. Transitions are often difficult, friends, but they do not need to be defeating. And rather than transitions being treated as seasons of toil and trouble, I believe God would have us as His people see that we can thrive in transition. 
One of my favorite verses, one of the most comforting verses I find in all of Scripture is Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. I find this comforting because in times of transition in my life, again, in times when I've lost jobs or when my home was destroyed in a hurricane, when one of my children died, when my parents divorced, God used this verse to bring clarity, to bring comfort, to bring me back to the truth that while I cannot see the end from the beginning, my Heavenly Father can. And that while, while I am, am unable to completely control and, and know what the plan is and know how everything's going to work out, where I cannot fathom the thoughts of God, He does. And He has it all in His hands. Reminds me of what we read in Psalm 1830. 1830, Psalm 1830 says this, this God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true, and He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. And so friends, because we are all in transition, because you as a church are in transition, I want to talk for a little bit this morning about how it is that we can thrive in transition. I want us to look at what God's Word has to say to us about how we can flourish how we can bloom, how we can grow in transition. We're going to look briefly at four ways that we can thrive in transition. And so I want to encourage you to take your Bible and to open to Psalm 37. And we're just going to be looking at a couple of verses in Psalm 37 today. And I'm just going to read the first seven as we prepare to come before God's Word this morning. So, if you would, would you stand with me for a moment as we read God's Word together? I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And the psalm says this. It's a psalm of David. And he writes, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil desires. That's the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Would you bow with me for a moment in prayer? Our Father and our God, again, as we come before your word, we come with humility. We come, Father, needing you to speak to us and to speak to our hearts today. So many of us are probably facing transitions and changes that we just would rather not have to deal with. And Father, I'm thankful that Your Word addresses these issues for us, that You do not leave us abandoned on our own to figure it all out, but You have spoken, You have revealed, and 
you continue to guide. And so would you guide us today? And I pray, Father, that the words of my mouth and the meditations and the thoughts of our hearts would be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and our Redeemer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I always think that it is important to know a little bit of the background of what it is that we are going to be looking at. Psalm 37, the background of it is very straightforward. It is a Psalm of David. Other than that, we're not given any other information. We're not told that it is in connection with some story or circumstance that's going on in his life. We're not told anything more about it. It is simply that the Holy Spirit inspired David to write, and so David wrote. Psalm 37 is considered to be a wisdom song because its purpose is to challenge us to think in godly ways when we feel like we're abandoned by God. Or if we're not abandoned by Him, we're we're at least feel like we're we're being ghosted a little bit. That that he's not quite responding to us the ways that we need him to or the ways that we want him to. And the context of the the entirety of the psalm, and I really would encourage you, it's a fairly long psalm, but I would encourage you sometime this afternoon, just sit down and read through the whole thing. But the, the context is really captured in the first two verses here. And the first two verses are going to tell us this. God is Lord of transitions. God is Lord of transition. Transition does not surprise Him. Transition does not thwart Him. Transition does not throw God off kilter. He is Lord over it. Let's take a listen to verse 1. It says again, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. I don't know about you, friends, but I find that to be a very good word for me today. To fret not, to not worry, don't agonize over, don't be vexed by or don't be irritated by evildoers. And more than that, not only don't be, says, don't be irritated by them don't be don't fret over them don't be envious of them i mean sometimes when the the storm of a of a transition comes up in my life it is very easy to want to give in to that kind of temptation to be to be looking at whatever it is that i'm dealing with and you know i start to hear the 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 voices in my head say malcolm seriously what why are you continuing to do this why are you continuing to try to be faithful? Why are you continuing to try, to try to fight and stand? I mean, come on, man. Everybody's giving in. It's all right. You know, you can always ask forgiveness. You don't, you don't have to ask for permission. Integrity, schmegrity. I mean, that, that's a constant temptation that we have. And to be looking at those that prosper. There's another psalm, Psalm 73. The entire psalm is about, you know, psalm it says, I almost lost my salvation because I looked at the prosperity of the wicked. That they, they have no cares. They have nothing going on. And yet as he goes through that psalm, he comes to the same conclusion we see here in Psalm 37. God is Lord over that. Nothing goes by His vision. And we do very well to remember that. Because, friends, the wicked might look like they are winning. But God is not a fool. 
He works all things, as we said a moment ago, He works all things according to His purpose and His will, even the destruction and judgment of evildoers. And in this psalm, verse 8 all the way through to verse 40 is going to talk about all the ways that God is Lord over transition. Just read the last two verses. Set this in context. Verse 39 says this, The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. And that, that is, that's inspiring. That, that is, that is encouraging. I don't know about you, but when I hear those kinds of inspiring, encouraging things in scripture, I say, yes! But how? How do I do that? Well, the verses we want to look at today, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 7 because they answer that for us. They give us the how of being able to thrive in transition. The first way that we thrive in transition is found in Psalm 37, verse 3. It simply says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Friends, if we are going to thrive in transition and and thrive in life, we need to have trust. When we trust in the Lord, we're putting our trust in the One who does not change. I think that's really important for us to keep in mind because transition is all about change. It's all about the fact that we cannot control, we cannot know that things are are moving and being manipulated and, and we just aren't able to know. And yet, Scripture says to us over and over and over again that we can always know the One who never changes. That He is steady. That He is not just going to go off on a whim in some way. The prophet Malachi says it like this in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Essentially what, what God's saying there is He's saying, listen Jacob, listen Israel, you, you should be very thankful Even as I am pronouncing judgment on you, you should be very thankful that I am a God that does not change because when I pronounce judgment, I also pronounce grace. Can you imagine if we worshipped a capricious God that, that, you know, it was Tuesday and God got up on Tuesday and said, oh, you know, my throat hurts a little bit. Got, Got a bit of a headache. wonder what happens if I press this smite button a couple of times. Right? We have a God that does not change. And that helps us to trust Him more. The writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is an unchanging Savior. And again, I think that that is something that, that we need to see that as transition comes into our lives, we trust God because we know who He is. We know how He is going to work. I like what C.H. Spurgeon says. He says, faith, trust, faith cures fretting. 
sight is cross-eyed and views things only as they seem. Hence, her envy. Faith has clearer optics to behold things as they really are. Hence, her peace. You ever, you ever notice that? Have you ever experienced that in your own life? You know, when transition comes, when, when change comes, when a, a time of difficulty comes, and you, you are having to train your mind, train your heart, speak the truths of Scripture, to say, my circumstance, the things that I can see, may say this. But what God says is this. And if I'm only looking at the things that I can see, I'm going to become very envious over those kinds of things. Why don't they have struggle? Why don't they... I mean, I I, I go to church more than they do. I I read the Bible more than they do. Right? I mean, we put these comparisons on and say, I deserve not to suffer. The guy says, no, 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 no. We have a different set of spectacles. And these clarify, bring us to reality, and give to us, as Paul says, that peace that passes all understanding. I want you to notice something in this. We are not simply here in this first truth to trust the Lord. We are to trust the Lord and do good. See, friends, trusting in the Lord does not mean that we just sit around and do nothing. We do good in the midst of transition. We seek ways to bring glory to God and to His name and to bring Him praise. And as I think about that, why trust in the Lord and do good? Well, I think think for one, it's just the response of God's people as we trust Him. This is what God does. God is always working to do good. Always working and bringing about His purposes. And we as His people should always be seeking to do good and to bring about His purposes and to bring Him praise. But I think a second reason that it's helpful for us to look at this and say, trust the Lord and do good is because it resets, I think, I find for myself, it resets my heart and it resets my mind. You see, when transition comes, when, when, when turmoil comes, when change comes, when difficulty comes, it is incredibly easy to just want to look at me and say, oh, woe is me. Oh, this is so, I can't believe this is going on. And, and, and I become incredibly self-centered and I become miserable and I make everybody else around me miserable as well. But when that transition comes, as I trust in the Lord to know that He is Lord over transition, that He is the one that sees the beginning from the end, if I start then to say, I'm going to step out, I'm going to begin to do good, I'm going to begin to serve in some way. It's been fascinating to me how often it has been that God has given me opportunities to be able to serve others in the very difficulty that I'm dealing with too. Just real quickly, we, my, my wife and I 14 years ago, I'm sorry, I'm dumping a lot of heavy stuff out of my own life on you, but it, it, God has been so faithful. 
I want to be able to praise him for that. But 14 years ago, we lost a child in birth and we were sitting there and saying, God, we, we don't understand. We don't, we don't know why this has happened. And, 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 you know, it, it gave us in some ways a crisis of faith. And we looked at it and said, well, how, how, God, how are you going to be able to use this to your good? 18 months later, I got a phone call from a very good friend of mine that I've been discipling for almost two years. And he called and he said, I don't think my daughter's going to make it. Can you please come to the hospital? I thought, oh, all right, Lord. I can walk with someone. I can comfort someone, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians, out of the same comfort that I have been comforted by in Christ. Friends, if we're going to thrive and transition, trust the Lord and do good. The second truth for thriving in transition is found in verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. Now this is likely the verse that all of us know. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of thine heart. And we love this because we, we really like the second part of it. He didn't give me what I want. Right? But what's interesting here is when, when we look at what it is that David is saying, we tend to think of it in terms of, I will get what I want if I just make myself happy in God. Here's the problem. The word that David chose to use in the original language for that we translate delight is not the word that we would, that would carry the meaning with it, happy or joyful. It's actually a word that comes out of uh, the, the, the world of pottery. And delighting yourself in the Lord is allowing yourself to be molded and shaped by the Lord. really changes the way that we start to think about this now. Because to delight myself in the Lord, in terms of what's going on in the context here, is then to say, delight yourself in the Lord, be molded and shaped by the Lord. And as He's molding and shaping and making you in, as we would say in the New Testament terminology, as He is making you into the image of Christ, your desires are going to begin to change. Your wants are going to begin to change. And He is going to begin to make you into his own so that your desires that he will willingly give to you reflect his desires that are already there. And so we delight ourselves in the Lord. The th- to thrive and transition, the third way that we do that, found in verse 5, we commit our way to the Lord. It says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And here David explains what it means to delight one's self in the Lord as described in the previous verse. He says, you know, what he's, what he's saying here is we commit our way to God and truly trust in the Lord. That's what it means we're committing or we're really just trusting him yet again it means finding the peace finding the protection finding satisfaction in a surrendered focus on god and why is it that 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 we can so freely that we are called to so freely commit ourselves 
to the Lord, which says right here, because he will act. He will act. He, he is not going to sit back on the sidelines and be docile. He, he is not going to ignore us. Now the problem is, we often want God to act in our timing and in our way. And we're going to see this in the last truth that we have here in thriving in transition. We also need to be patient and to wait on the Lord. And because God will act, that really preps us for two things that I want us to see here. Because we come to two very, very exciting promises that we find here in the Scripture. You see, friends, no matter how difficult the transition in your life may be, if we will walk in right relationship with God, if we will surrender to His desires that He has placed in our heart and give up our plans for His, what we find here in Psalm 37 is it says, He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And see, if we recognize here that Jesus Christ is our righteousness, that He is our light, we understand that God intends to accomplish a task, to accomplish a work through us as we commit our way to Him that is then going to glorify Himself. We see this, you know, Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. He says, Let your light so shine before men that when they see your good deeds... Good work, they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. Friends, as as followers of Jesus Christ, we were made to walk in the good works that God has prepared for us. Work that He achieves through us during transitions. The second promise says, not only will the difficult transition work to our good, it will be exposed as the noonday, but... Through it, all will be able to see the love of God and the care that God pours out on His surrendered people. And friends, please hear this. Facing transitions, learning to thrive in transition. The real promise that we see here is it is a gospel opportunity to witness to others. To be able to share with others, let me tell you how my God has been faithful. Let me tell you how my God has taken me through. Let me tell you how my God can meet you in what you're dealing with right now. It gives us opportunities to be able to share our faith with others. God is going to move in the midst of the transition that you may be finding yourself in. So trust in Him. He has you in His control. Delight in Him. Allow your time of transition to mold and shape you more into the image of Christ. Commit your way to the Lord. God will act for His glory and for your good. And the final thing that we have here in terms of thriving in transition is be still and wait for the Lord. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently For him we see in verse 6. That being still before the Lord is not some sulky silence or a, a hushed murmuring. It is simply resting in him. It is trusting 
in Him. It is relying and learning from Him. We do that as we engage in His Word. We do that as we come before Him in prayer. We do that as we gather together as the church, as we minister to one another, as we encourage one another, as we at times rebuke one another so that we can all be growing in maturity to Christ. To be still before the Lord, to rest in the Lord, is again that patient waiting on God. And again, it, 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 you've heard this many times, but it's true, so we need to keep reminding ourselves on it. Waiting on God is much like the waiter waits on you at the restaurant. Waiting does not mean that you are just sitting there and, you know, twiddling your thumbs and, well, you know, we're going to see what God's going to do next and I'm just not going to do anything with it. Waiting is still being active. It is coming to Him. It is talking with Him. It is talking with others, getting guidance and continuing to take steps forward. But we need to see that even though it may be scary, it may be difficult, it, it may be something that, that we just don't want to do, God is still going to be with us in the midst of that. And friends, oh, that we would see transition. See it not as a, a terminal diagnosis, but see it as a time to thrive and grow. I pray that I will continue to grow and learn. I pray that you all as church, especially in this time of transition that you have, that you will continue to learn to turn your eyes upon Jesus. As the hymn says, to look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and of His grace. So how do we thrive in transition? Trust in the Lord who never changes. Delight in the Lord who shapes and molds you as His child. Commit your way to the Lord who always acts for your good and His glory. And be still before the Lord who is in control and is victorious. Let's pray together. Father, we, we are always facing some kind of transition in our lives. And so I ask, Lord God, that You would give us strength. You would give us courage. You would give us the, the very things that we've been talking about here, the ability to thrive in transition as we come before You and trust You, delight in You, commit our ways to You, and be still before You. May You meet us in our needs. You promised to do so. May You open our eyes to see how You are meeting that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.